How are you doing? Before we get into this podcast, do me a quick favor. If you could follow this podcast or share this with a friend, I'd greatly appreciate it. This podcast is about real world stuff with real world results. Each podcast, we will talk over a different topic, thought or belief that could be the solution to the struggles that we face. Let's introduce this episode. Welcome to the Impact Evolution Podcast. My goal of this podcast is to help support, guide, and motivate you through the twists and turns of life to produce more from your health and your future. I'm your host, Coach Andy James, and this is actually the 100th episode. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the journey so far. Um, I'm saying this with a huge smile on my face. For those that catch this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts um, and everywhere else that this podcast gets posted out afterwards, I'm saying this with a huge smile on my face right now. Um, at the time of recording this live, you can catch these podcasts live. I record these three times a week. But at the time of recording this live, I, there was probably some avoidance around creating and getting to the 100th podcast because I think for me, there was a mile marker that I wasn't anticipating hitting this number. Um, it's definitely been a journey. And that's what I want to talk about today is the journey so far. And not so much about the podcast, but just kind of like from where it's been to where it's become. And hopefully you take away some inspiration from this to either find a restriction or overcome an obstacle that you've been facing for a while. And it kind of unlocks a new way of thinking for you to be able to move forward and produce something that you've always been asking for. So let's rewind the clocks a bit. 10 years ago, actually, this year, 10 years ago this year, I I made the decision to take my health back as a priority. So two years prior to that, I went through a very severe mental health breakdown and my mental health, it was questionable. Let's just say I, there was a lot about my mental health at that point in time. So just going to pre-warn you that, that there may be some trigger warnings throughout this episode that you know, if there if there is anything that's sort of mental health related that you're struggling with right now, this may be not the episode to listen to because I will be opening up about my struggles that I went through and kind of like where it's brought me through to today. So just to pre-warn you about that. So I went through a very severe mental health breakdown. Um, I was highly medicated. I was going through life experiencing very little. Um, I felt very disconnected. I was struggling and still do struggle with some of them, um, but I was struggling with um, agoraphobia, uh, mood and personality disorder, anxiety and panic disorder, um, depression. There were there was... There were so many. Um, I try not to kind of reflect on those places these days and define myself being categorized by, you know, GPs, et cetera. But the reality is, is that some of those things still do affect me to this day. Um, I still do struggle with anxiety and mood and personality disorder. Um, I kind of have a good handle on how I'm getting into a, what feels like a depressive state. So we can work on that as well. But this is all taught through years of being open to personal development and understanding that it's a choice. Um, and what I get to do with every single day is it is my choice. It's my responsibility. So 12 years ago, it was, I had a very, very severe mental health breakdown. And I spent two years trying to understand what was going on, two years under the watch of a crisis team, um, on two years under the watch of medical professionals, um, every test under the sun, you know, all these things were happening for me. And I kind of just felt like life at that point was, this was life. Um, this is what life was going to be like for the rest of my life. I, I did get, actually get told that at one point as well. Um, I had a GP tell me that 
this will be something that I struggle with for the rest of my life. And this is pretty much going to be the definition of you moving forwards. And I don't know what it was. Um, well, I kind of do. There was a point in time where it was about two weeks before my 30th birthday at the time. Um, I'm 40 this year. <laughs> um, so it's bang on the 10 years. There's no lie there. And it was two weeks before my 30th birthday. And I kind of just, I had this epiphany at one point. Um, I'd been self-harming. Um, there was, like I say, there were some pretty severe things that had been going on. And I was given a statistic, which I've spoken about on social media before, um, around um, your children being more likely to be in the same position as a parent are if a parent takes their life. And that statistic kind of just blew my mind. And I wasn't going to allow that to be the life that I wanted for for my boy. So it kind of, there was a big slap of reality that kind of like gut checked me at that point. And I just said to myself, it's either now or never. Um, do something with what you've got in front of you because you're still here to make these choices right now. Rather than leaving this place and leaving this world and leaving everybody with hurt and pain because of it, do something with it. What is it that you're supposed to be doing? So I kind of, I started to look as to what I could do. And it wasn't a lot, granted, it was not a lot. But what I could do was start to try and overcome some of these issues that I'd developed over that two-year period. Um, and the first one was agoraphobia. I, I had really severe agoraphobia for about five to six months. I was pretty much within the space of just a bedroom. And it took me months to be able to just get from upstairs to downstairs um, without blacking out, getting out of the house through the front door without blacking out, getting to the end of the driveway without blacking out. There was multiple times, even to the point where I had my my mum and my sister carry me back into the house because I blacked out at the end of a driveway through having a panic attack. Um, and it was just, it was relentless, but I was just, I, I would, I just did not want to give up on overcoming what this situation had become. So I continued, you know, and I pushed myself. And I think that's where one of my, at the darkest times that I was in, that's where one of my strongest traits now came from, was just knowing that we are capable of achieving whatever we want. We've just got to believe that we want it bad enough, that we will take action regardless of what's going on in a way that's going to have us move past what the problem is. So I just kept going. That like I just accepted the fact that, you know, I may keep blacking out. I may keep feeling like I'm going to have a panic attack or I'm actually going to have a panic attack. And I just have to say, right, I'm just going to sit with this because if I keep avoiding it, it's going to keep me stuck where I am. And do I want to be trapped inside of a bedroom or do I want to be trapped at the end of the driveway for the next however long? No, I don't. I want to have some freedom back. I want to have some of a life back. So I spent close to four months getting from the bedroom to be able to walk to the gym, which was like, one and a half miles away. It took me four months to build up every single day to try. Some days it would wipe me out for two to three days and I'd have to recover. And then I'd try again and I'd see if I could get even a step further. And I think that's where my whole approach with just taking one step forward at a time. I know we live in a world where we like speed. We, li we live in a world where we like instant delivery. But the reality is, is that so long as you're taking one step forward, you're still moving forwards. And I think a lot of people forget that if they're not walk if they're not walking or running at warp speed these days, they don't feel like they're moving anywhere. But if you're taking one step every single day, 
That one step took me from a bedroom to a gym a mile and a half away. And yes, it took me four months. But that one step every single day, that one step further, if I hadn't taken that, I'd have never have left the bedroom. So I look at things from lessons that I've learned in how I can actually apply them to day-to-day life. And I understand that not always things are going to go right for us. They're not always going to be what we want them to be, but we just have to show up regardless because whatever it is that we're asking for, we deserve it. And it's just taking that one step every single day, that one step further than what you're comfortable taking, and it will deliver on what you're asking for. So I spent all of that time getting to the gym, and that taught me a very valuable lesson. When I got to the gym, (laughs) this was the irony. I actually got to the gym, and I couldn't face then going into the gym because I was suffering with social anxiety as well. So many a times I'd walk to the gym, turn around, and then walk back home. And I'd never actually get into the gym. And it took me another three to four weeks to get into the gym to walk on a treadmill for five minutes before then I'd leave again. That five minutes then became 10 minutes. Over the space of another month, I built this up to 20 minutes. Once I got used to, and this is where you'll see me in any of my training content, I'm hood up, headphones on majority of the time. I do this on my morning cardio. I spend a lot of my day like this. It creates clarity for me because then I don't get surrounded by the distractions and frustrations of society that's going on around me. So I found a coping mechanism that really worked for me by having my hood up and having my headphones on allowed me to be very thoughtful internally rather than being distracted what was going on externally. And again, this was a lesson that I learned from being in a social anxiety type situation because I couldn't go shopping on my own. Um, I've never actually spoken about this. I would go into a supermarket at 11 o'clock at night because I knew nobody was going to be there. 12 o'clock at night, the 24-hour ones past midnight. And some nights I'd go in there and do some shopping at the point where I could go out and I was sort of dealing with the agoraphobia. But I'd have a panic attack. And I'd have a panic attack in the middle of an aisle and the pillars, you know, the big supporting pillars that hold a supermarket, I'd literally go and stand face on with one of those pillars, put my basket down. And until I felt like I could build the, you know, up enough courage to run for the exit, I'd drop my basket and run for the exit. That was pretty much how I was living at a point of trying to overcome multiple different things that was going on at that point in time. And that allowed me then to understand that social anxiety for me, I needed to be able to try and put the blinkers on. I needed to be able to try and create a filter. So that's where the headphones and the hood, or it's usually a hood, but sometimes it's a cap. Um, but that's where that tend, that's where that habit tends to come from. And I say it helped me compartmentalize and it helped me try and figure out. And along the way, sometimes if you listen, and this, this is another real, real open, vulnerable thing I'm about to tell you as well. Um, sometimes when you hear me speaking, I, I can stumble over my words at times. And that's because my brain's working so much quicker than what I'm able to translate that it becomes an issue for me at times to be able to communicate because of the speed that my brain's working at. And because there's so much going on in there, I'm trying to filter down so that I have to be mindful about how I'm talking. I'm literally doing it right now. I'm thinking about every single word that I'm saying whilst then trying to deliver on something that I know is going to help you move forwards. So I overcame this scenario. I still suffer with a little bit of social anxiety every now and again now. It happens. Um, I'm fully aware of it. But I used this lesson to put myself in uncomfortable situations. And I managed to then build up enough belief and self-assurance of myself that being in the gym was going to be something that was beneficial for me. 
And fortunately, like I qualified in my fitness um, many, many years before this. And basically, I re-educated and I went back through a lot of trainings. And I, I took this upon myself as a focus to start going through having something that was a focus that wasn't about my mental health. I needed an external focus that I could put energy into that I was going to get something back from. So at the same time as getting back into the gym and overcoming a lot of the mental health issues that I was going through, I was starting to re-educate myself and take new qualifications that kind of brought me back up to speed. And I used this to try and just propel me forward. And now people started to notice around me that, you know, and these were friends and family, what I was doing. And I wasn't even on social media at this point. I think I had Facebook and it had like 30 friends and family on there. And that was it. Um, I'd removed myself from the world because intentionally at one point I had no intention of still being here. So I was slowly sort of integrating myself back into society. And when people started to see what it was I was doing, I started to get messages and people would reach out about, you know, seeing what it was that I was doing, how I was achieving it, sort of, you know, having that encouragement and inspiration to follow every single day. Um, and I was just sharing thoughts. You know, I look back on a lot of those things now when I see them pop up on timelines and I'm just thinking, what what was you sharing? Like, what what was it that you were sharing back then? Because none of, a lot of it doesn't even make sense. But to me at the time, it's kind of like it was my way of helping myself move forwards. So I, I just engrossed myself in becoming a better version and taking that one step that I'd understood about leaving the bedroom and getting to the gym, just taking that one step every single day. And that one step is also now known as that 1% mentality. It's that 1% forwards every single day because you can look back and you'll see a journey that you never knew that you took, the steps that you laid along the way. But the reality is, is one step never feels like a lot, but you get a long way by doing so. And that's pretty much what I do day in, day out is I take one step forward. I push myself one step further than what's comfortable just to try and see where it's going to land me. And then those days where I look back and I can see, actually, you know what? I've been doing this for 10 years now, actually in what I'm doing for 10 years with a purpose of changing people's lives because I believe that everybody deserves to live the life that they want to. They deserve to live the life that they get to have. And the problem that we have these days is that we get so caught up in everything that's going on around us that we forget to take the time to ask ourselves, what do we really want from this world that we live in? And I remind myself of this quite regularly because I see what it is day in, day out that people fill their environment with. And I also see the things that people ask for day in, day out, but they're not committed enough to themselves. They don't self-love themselves hard enough to say that I deserve what it is that I'm asking for. And that's the thing that I want you to think about. If you take anything away from this podcast today, it's just knowing that you deserve whatever it is that you ask, you're asking for. You deserve whatever it is that you get. The reason why is because you're trying to live a life that is in, that's moving so fast forward that you can't actually stand still for a second and appreciate where you currently are, what you've currently got, what you've achieved. One step at a time allows you to be able to turn around, look back and see where you've been, see what you've done, look what you've accomplished. I, I'm fully accepting that, I've, you know, as much as we'd like to think that we can be the perfect entity, we will never be what is classed as perfect. Perfectionism changes in everybody's opinion, in every way, shape or form. So just be the best version of who you can be right here, right now, today. 
because that in itself is going to allow you to build the self-confidence that's needed to know that every action that you take is in your benefit and you're deserving of it. I developed many mental health limitations, we'll call them. I developed a potential stammer in the way that I talk because of the speed now that what my brain works at and then how I try to communicate. I developed so many things that most people would say are a restriction to them. And they would not allow themselves to move forward with this because I have X, Y, Z reason. You can either use that as an excuse or you can use it, use it as motivation. You can use it as fuel. I look at myself every single day and say to myself, what is it that I actually want? What is it that I want to produce? What do I want to be able to leave behind? I want to be able to give people the opportunity to make the most of the life that they've got and live the best way that they physically can. I want to be able to do this so that it leaves a legacy knowing that I've made an impact on people that were maybe going through something at some point in their lives and they saw a light at the end of a tunnel. They believe that taking that opportunity, taking that one step, taking that moment, taking that self-belief and turning it into something physical, you can create whatever it is that you want from the life that you've currently got. If you're getting a lot of what you don't want right now, you have the capability of being able to change that. The fitness part is just a catalyst to help you re-educate yourself in how you build mental and physical strength to move forwards. It's not actually about the physical side of things. If we look at fitness in the sense of aesthetics, the vanity side of things, yes, it's leveraged in that way. But the reality is it's going to teach you more self-discipline along the path of being involved in fitness is what it will do, what it looks like physically on the other side of it. Nutrition is just about fuel. It's about enjoying time. It's about enjoying yourself. It's about enjoying the food that you eat. But it's also about fueling your body in a way so that you know that you can move forwards with whatever it is you have the energy to be able to do so. And however that looks for any individual, it all comes down to the way you want to be able to live. But aside from fitness and nutrition, the thing that most people don't get is it's the, mental, it's the mental health side of things. It's the mindset side of things. It's building that tenacity that allows you to just continuously never give up on what it is that you want to be able to achieve, no matter how hard things are. That in itself is a life lesson that will outweigh any transformation, any diet restriction, any diet problems, any diet, whatever you want to call it, that's held you back for so long. Your mindset is going to be something that you need to massively invest in. And that's what I did for nearly eight years now is I've pushed myself to limits where mindset has become a focus of what I do day in, day out. And it's not about the woo-woo stuff. It's not about kind of like the, you know, feeling like you're floating on the clouds half the time. It's about knowing what to do with the thoughts and actions that you're creating from day from day to day. That's what it's about. It's about knowing that you've got the capability, knowing that you've got the energy, the consistency, the passion, the purpose, the drive. The, you, you can fire every single inspirational, motivational word at this, and it still wouldn't be enough if you don't take action. So what I'm going to remind you to do is take some action for yourself. Build some self-belief. You can have anything that you want. This 100th podcast has been built from an idea. 
It was built from me saying to myself on day one, I'm going to take one step forwards every day and we'll see where we go. To this day, I've got a daily schedule that even blows my mind when I look at it. I just think, how do you get all of that into one day? And I do. How do you create everything that you do day in, day out? How do you look after so many people? I've worked with over 2,000 people at this point in health and fitness to help them move forward and produce a better life, a better body, a better mindset for themselves for the rest of their lives. And I will not stop until I've impacted on a hundred times that amount because that's what I want for the world and what I want to be able to give back and what I want to leave as a legacy. So where we are right now in the journey, it's been a, it's been a, I can't even describe looking back now how overwhelming it is to think about what it is that's been achieved. I'm, I'm kind of proud about it. I'm not going to lie. I am extremely proud as to where things are. Yes, you know, we go through difficult times. We go through struggles. But again, that's just part of the journey. You have your up days, you have your down days, but you still don't say to yourself, I'm giving up. The reason why you started on day one is still going to be the reason why you keep taking those steps forwards every single day. And if you've not got a big enough reason to start on day one, figure that reason out because you deserve the life that you want. But it's not going to show up if you don't take the action towards it. That's what I want to leave you with at the end of this podcast today is take one step. Believe in yourself that taking one step every single day will produce something from your future. Do not feel like you have to run to it. Do not feel like you have got to sprint to it. Take one step every single day in a direction that you know you want to be able to build. You'll look back at certain key moments like this 100th podcast 10 years on. And you'll realize that something, something incredible was made along that route. Something that I get to leave behind. Because once things go on the internet, content's forever. And this is something that I forget about. Like These podcasts will be here forever. The content that I put out there will be there for, forever. The impact that I've had on clients' lives will last them a lifetime, should they choose to. <laughs> but that being said, the legacy is just keep doing the work. Show up with the same passion, the same purpose, the same drive On from day one is what you do. I can't even tell you what day I'm on now. My math isn't that quick, but it's a lot. And I still do this day in, day out. And I build on it and build on it and build on it. And it's that, that 1% outside my comfort zone, which is what gets me there every single day. And that's what I want to encourage you with. So if you've had value, if you've taken value, or if something has kind of ignited something inside of you with this podcast today, take a screenshot for me. At any point, post a screenshot of this podcast onto your story on social media, tag me at it, at Coach Andy James, and just put 100th podcast. And I'll know that you listen to this one because this one is one that's going to help you move forward. Thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me your time with this podcast. I appreciate you as always. You have an awesome day and I'll catch you in the next one. If you're still here at this point, thank you. I appreciate your support and I hope you got some value from this podcast. If you did, we grow by word of mouth. So sharing this podcast with a friend or to your social media profile would be a huge honor. Thanks again. Hope to catch you in the next one. Take care.